Once again, the Ed and Red podcast. By the way, we're now we've changed seasons here in the Toronto area. We've gone from why is it so freaking cold to why is it so freaking no, hot? Oh, you're not kidding. Uh, my office, uh, it's air conditioned uh, ostensibly, but uh, it's always the hottest place in the house. And, uh, you know, it's it's was it's your getting... AC on? I, I I have to check. It, but like, even I the, just turned mine on because it was a, it's hotter inside than it is outside. It's going on. I don't care. Um, the thing is that uh, it gets so hot and not just hot, but humid in yeah. my office that there have been a few times when I turned away from the computer and there were naked European men sitting on my couch. Not uh, literally. People have, are going to uh, think that's no. They were. They they were looking for a sauna, and uh, yeah, the the this is apparently has become a thing for European men in the neighborhood. They know. Uh, go to Ed's place if you want a sauna, as they pronounce it. Go to Ed's place, drop your trowel, and just sit on the couch. You'll. This uh, is a joke, everyone. This is a joke. You, how do you know that? How do you know I'm joking? People have no sense of humor anymore. You have to say, JK, you're I learned this week that apparently you can't even use emojis anymore. People think you're being passive aggressive and slagging them when you use emojis to attempt to indicate that you're joking. All right. But the thing we is live in a society, Ed. The thing is, you have to decide whether uh, you give a damn. But that's what some people think, because if you care about what some people think, you'll post nothing because there's always a group of people who are going to object to what you're posting. Always. always. Well, that, it's like you, you can true. bake the world's best apple pie. And here comes someone who says they only like cherry pie. You know, it's the world. Yeah, but there's people don't see a moral thing with cherry pie unless it is the, the warrant song. You know, that song. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sweet so, cherry pie. Yeah. And yeah, people don't see a moral issue with a, uh, you know, a, a cherry pie versus an apple pie, whereas so many of these other things are also not moral issues, but people are treating them like they are. It just, I don't know. I don't know how we get out of this spiral of everybody looking to jump on other people. We don't, and it ultimately leads to Charlton Heston on the beach uh, screaming about the head of the uh, Statue of Liberty. Um, Great. A bad week this week for little people in Spain. I don't know if you yeah. heard this story, Leanna. Um, uh, if it's the one I think you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that was, bad, uh... bad week for little people in Spain. Uh, the Spanish government has banned what they call... Uh, uh, dwarf bullfighting. Uh, they didn't get the memo about them being called little people over there. Mind you, they wouldn't be calling them little people or dwarf. They'd be talking in Spanish. Uh, but they, there has been a long tradition, apparently, in bullfighting where uh, it's like midget wrestling used to be in wrestling cards where in between the big matches, they would get little people to come out and wrestle each other. And it was kind of, you know, played for laughs. Uh, the same kind of thing. At the bullfights, they would get little people in little Toreador outfits, and they would come out 
and chase the bulls as opposed to being chased by the bulls. Uh, it wasn't yeah. traditional I, bullfighting, but they now the government's determined that this is degrading to little people, and so it's no longer allowed. Meanwhile, the little people are saying, um, "What? this was paying me. What job do you think I'm going to get as a little person that pays as well as this? I mean, uh, there's so many... Like in a bookstore? Can you, hey, could you get that book for me? No, I'm sorry, I can't reach it. Like, where where are these people supposed to work? And did anybody in the government ask the little people if they felt degraded? Let's face it, so many people, so many of us out there work in jobs where we feel degraded every freaking day. Um, and yeah, can, can we, we call out the elephant in the bullfighting room? Yes. They're keeping the bullfighting. Well, see, that's the thing. Bullfighting is not like what you saw in a Porky Pig cartoon. Bullfighting is where they, in, in front of you, they slaughter a bull bit by bit. They are torturing a bull to death. Well, but it also puts the fighter at risk. Oh, I don't care about the fighter. The fighter is a torturer. As far as I'm concerned, the fighter is a bull torquemada. Okay. I, don't, I don't care. It, uh, if you're people... going to get into a, a ring with a bull and attempt to uh, butcher it alive, I hope the bull gets you good. Okay, that's fair. But also, they they don't want the poor little people to have jobs in, a, in an arena, literally, that isn't the most politically correct to begin with. Now, one defense for Spain, apparently this law brings them into compliance with European Union anti-discrimination laws. But they're so, but wait, they're discriminating against the little people. They're saying little people can't have this job. That's not anti-discrimination. That's discrimination discrimination. I just, you know. I'm on the side of the little people. You want to put on a Toreador outfit and run around with the bulls I, and, and you're getting paid for it? Do it. I, why should people be denied the ability to do a job simply because other people think that it's degrading to them? You think being a garbage man is, uh, is a job that uh, people uh, hold in high esteem? But we, we have people do it. We don't tell people they can't do things based on uh, physicalities unless it's you know, a particular challenge like uh, not you know being in a wheelchair there's certain jobs you can't do but in this case there's nothing that stops these little people from running around with their little red uh blankets and playing with the with the bulls except the determined that the spanish government apparently the whole eu is determined that uh as far as they're concerned uh they get to decide what kind of jobs little people can have and damn it i am pro little people i think little people should have the same rights as anybody else if they want to put on a, a suit and, and run with the bulls, do it. I don't think anybody should be stopping them. Well, this apparently happened to sideshow performers back yes. in the day. Yep. That nobody asked them if they if they felt discriminated against by the opportunity to be entertainers. I mean, what's weird is they'll still do it on shows like Game of Thrones. You know, they did that whole thing where the little people players came out at Joffrey's wedding to make fun of Tyrion. Well, you that know, was Peter Dinklage had to participate in that scene that was essentially mocking people like him. Now it was shown to be mean, 
Well, they were actually mocking the people who thought that mocking people like him was funny. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the thing about the, the side shows, or they called them the freak shows, you had, you know, the bearded lady, you had the dog-faced boy, you had all yeah, these... These are people that weren't getting jobs elsewhere. Well, like, where else? Okay, uh, dog-faced boy, you're no longer allowed to make a living as a dog-faced boy. Uh, who's hiring dog-faced boys? Especially back right. in those days, uh, who yeah. who was lining up to give a job to the dog-faced boy? Nobody. Right. And so these people died in poverty because it was determined that basically it bothered uh, white people uh, that these people were being, um, uh, what's the word, taken advantage of. Um, it made them uncomfortable. So to, to, to deal with their discomfort, they put these people into the poorhouse. Nothing's changed, by the way. Well, yeah, it's still go away so we can care about you, logic. Yeah. Um, though, uh, well, it was a tough week for uh, little people. It was a good week for this woman named Beatrice, um, who uh, I think she's 50 years old now, uh, last week uh, emerged uh, from a cave 238 feet below the earth where she lived for 500 days. What? 500 days, Liana, living in a cave. What, I by mean, choice? By, by tr this was her idea. This was her dream come true to do this. To live in a cave. To live in a cave for 500 days. They, uh, the only communication, there was apparently some kind of monitoring of her health, um, but the only communication or, or contact with the outside world was there was a bucket that brought her food and a bucket that took away her waste every five poops. So I don't know if you know who determined the, the calculus that five poops was the limit. Um, so she sat down there in this cave, um, smelling four poops until the fifth poop came. Um, she read, she said, 60 books. Uh, there was water uh, that was sent to her and so on with the, with the food. Uh, no mention of any ability to bathe for 500 days. And this is something that, you know, okay, granted, what I'm describing is uh, the day-to-day -day life of an internet troll. But besides that, I mean, she didn't even have a keyboard. She couldn't even get some money from Russia for what she was doing down there. And when she emerged, she said she didn't want to come out. I I understand the excuse to not be, want to be around people. But the the poop bucket thing would be it for me. I mean, well, that's I don't even know. Not... Was it? Was it a separate bucket for the food or did the food bucket double as the poop bucket? Ew. And of course, no mention of toilet paper. And you know how I feel yeah, about an existence I, yeah. without toilet paper. Look, during the pandemic, it's the first thing people ran for. Toilet paper. Toilet paper is a mark of civilization. And, you know, if, if there's some kind of apocalypse and uh, toilet paper stops being available, kill me. Just kill me because I don't want to live in a world where I got to rub my butt against a tree or use leaves or like, no, I, I need to live in a world where toilet paper, even the horrible stuff, the institutional stuff you get that you can also use to sand your deck. Uh, even that stuff <laughs> is still toilet paper. 
So she was down. I mean, what a what a filthy, filthy endeavor this was. I don't understand people. The scientists uh, have called this now. Uh, they jumped on board, called it the time cave experiment because they were studying the effects of uh, this kind of separation from society on on human beings. And my thought is, why are you studying this? Is this something you're expecting will be a will be a trend? Like, why wh can you not well, find something I mean... to study that's going to give us results that actually impact the real world? Not what it's like when some kook buries herself uh, in a cave for 500 days. Where well, is the scientific what? value to society of the results of that? I can I can kind of see that because with all this, you know, hooting and hollering about pandemic stuff. And it, it's an extreme thing, but studying the impacts of of isolation. I mean, it's one person, so I don't know how useful it is. Well, but, you, OK, how can you be isolated if you're not one person? Well, you know, they're not they didn't have 10 different caves with 10 different people. No, that would be that would be a reality show. Yeah, it just I mean, we didn't learn very much from the COVID pandemic. So, you know, there may be more. Listen, uh, this puts a new spin on the uh, social isolation of COVID, because as bad as it was, you didn't have to poop in a bucket and have it taken away only five every five poops. We still had plumbing. People and don't toilet care. Paper. What's that? People don't care. People don't care about having people, plumbing? People, the whole, it could be worse reasoning backfires on a lot of people. I'm sorry. There is very little worse for me than being someplace where I have to, uh, I don't qualify for waste removal till there's five poops. Um, that, and, and where there's no yeah. toilet paper. And you think about it, really. Um, she was eating very little. So what did she poop maybe once a day? That so, that whole waste four days thing. She had poop sitting in a in a well, one day it was one poop, day two was two poops. She had poop sitting in a well, there was a point on the fifth day where there were four uh days old poops sitting in the bucket. Um, maybe she's one of those people who only poops every like three days. Uh well, you know what, considering what she was eating, that may be true. Yeah. So that would mean that her poop was removed every 15 days. Yeah. This is not getting any better. This is starting to smell like the old public bathroom uh, at the Finch subway station it, in Toronto. To the men's right. public bathroom at the Finch subway station. I don't know what it's like now, but for many years, especially in my teen years, um, uh, I would almost rather have a perforated bladder than go and pee in the Finch station uh, men's room. Yeah, it was really nasty. Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Like, and and you saw that sometimes they even went in there with a bucket. Um, but it didn't. The the water from the bucket smelled bad too. Like it they was even just went in there with a bucket. Well, you know, like a a what? Uh, like I mean, a a mopping bucket, a mopping bucket. Right. Um, but it was still the most disgusting. This like you, you didn't want to wash your hands because you'd have to touch the taps. And you don't know what other disgusting people, because the thing about a tap is in a bathroom, that's why I like these auto auto things. Yeah, the that's old what days, they're designed when you had for. to touch a tap, um, 
people who touch the tap to turn it on have just finished their business. Yeah. So if their hands are contaminated, it goes to when they're done and they turn off the tap and their hands are a little bit wet, um, it just makes the bacteria grow more, but it doesn't clean the tap, uh, the, the faucet, I should say. And so um, that's gross too. This is a charming conversation. Listen, the the realities of life are what they are. Um, we got a story about a goat coming up. I like goat stories. All right, we're going to get to the goat story. Okay. Um, first, here's you talk about living in a weird world, okay? Yeah. A art installation, art display in a museum in South Korea. There was a big kerfuffle recently because the art in question, uh, the artist takes a banana and sticks it to the wall with duct tape and calls that art. And people then uh, agree that it is art and they put it in museums and art galleries and it's a banana stuck with duct tape. I mean, this is no Gauguin. Um, and uh, every, apparently every few days they change the banana. So I'm like, how is this? Like, shouldn't art not need to be replaced regularly? That's another story. But this guy uh, in South Korea, the college student was there and he was hungry. So he looked at the banana, took off the duct tape, ate the banana, put the banana peel back up on the wall. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm failing to see what the crisis is here, um, because the the installation was called Comedian. Okay. Um, because like it's dedicated on a banana peel. Yeah, dedicated to what he said from the films of Charlie Chaplin up to how bananas influence uh, international commerce. Like, isn't that the thing that he couldn't just say Charlie Chaplin and that use of the banana? He, he has to give it some kind of BS resonance. That it inter, you know, international commerce. Um, but yeah, it's the whole thing about the old joke about somebody slipping on a banana peel. Um, so wouldn't the guy having eaten it and then put the banana peel up, wasn't that actually an improvement on the art? What do you think? Well, uh, first of all, I have to get this out of my system. Banana minions, right? right? Um, but. I don't know. I'm I think my biggest surprise because this is a fairly old story about the banana tape to the wall, right? Uh, well, yeah, so, one of the one of those installations was sold for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Somebody yeah. paid one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for uh, a guy to come to his house and uh, put a banana uh, tape to the wall. Yeah, which the would biggest, only last a few days. The biggest shocker for me. Yes. Is that no one had done that sooner eating the banana yeah well i would have been afraid that pulling the duct tape off would have squished the banana and i don't like eating squishy bananas right but i just i don't know the the biggest surprise to me was that that nobody decided to go you know to to prolong the experiment before this i i think it's pretty funny do you think it's funny that the guy did it or you think it's funny that somebody uh, tapes a banana to the wall and calls it art and other people agree. Well, I think the whole thing is kind of funny, like kind of hilarious. The, the stuff people will pay for. 
I don't know how you have the stones to call yourself an artist when all you do is tape produce to a wall. Like, have you, you've have gotta, you seen the stuff people pay for it? You've got to no. Um, you've got to really. I don't know. Either you're really a really sharp con uh, con artist, or your head is way up your ass, and you think you're an artist when you tape produce to a wall and say this is art. It's not, Why not it, both? That's not that's not art. It I, it's it's something. Uh, I mean, it's the art of thievery that you get paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars for it. But it, it, this boggles my mind. Like, it's one thing for somebody to think that I'm going to tape a banana to a wall and I'm going to call it art. It's a completely other thing for other people to jump on and agree that it's art. What has the world just lost any shred of common sense, Liana? Yes, it has. Oh, well, there's all right. Then that's the answer. Yeah, I think that, yes, that, yes. Things don't make sense anymore. Well, common common sense uh, after that CNN town hall with Trump. Yeah, uh, it's the only thing I can. The only thing I can. I think the thing that drives me and probably you and many people like us crazy is the fact that all this stuff makes no sense, but our brains are wired to try to make sense of things, and so we're trying to make sense of something that makes no sense. And, uh, you know, they're laid dragons. And yeah, that Trump town hall on CNN. Wow, that was that was something. It wasn't just that. It was people's reactions to it. Well, he had his yokels in the audience. Those No, it wasn't that. It was the way people, people I know who are, you know, smart people kind of lost it over that saying CNN was normalizing his behavior because I watched it and went, yeah, that was a good reminder of how, of just how nuts the Trump years were. He's gotten no better. I thought it was good that they did it so that there was no question of how completely bananas. I see. I I agree with what you're saying. It comes to me. Like there's a certain fast food outlet that um, I eat there. I get really bad indigestion and like it's bad. And so I don't eat there for a long time. And then one day I'll be going by that fast food restaurant. Long time has passed. And I say, hey, how come I haven't eaten there in a while? I go in, I eat, I get the indigestion. It reminds me, this is why I don't eat here. Mm -hmm. And that is the same thing as the Trump town hall. To a lot of people who aren't on social media, whatever, um, and don't regularly consume news about him, uh, Mm -hmm. they may have forgotten just how bonkers this dude is. And so this reminded them. And I think the only thing he said that whole show that was true was his name. I don't think he said a truthful thing the entire. And you know what? I'm at this point at the point of marveling at this. Yeah. Like I'm. I mean, wouldn't it be, Liana, wouldn't it be liberating to be an individual who has zero ethics, zero uh, sense of shame or propriety, zero interest in telling the truth, um, who can just, you just walk around, you make up crap, 
that sounds good to your own ear. Um, and not only are there no negative consequences to that, but you'll get uh, hillbillies sending money and raising millions of dollars for you. Like, I mean, how liberating must it be to be Donald Trump knowing that he can spew the most outrageous, and these are these are not just uh, uh, a matter of opinion that these are lies. They're a matter of well, fact I, I, yeah, that is like, these are lies that are right there. You They can be refuted immediately. Like when the CNN anchor uh, talked to him about how he contacted the officials in Georgia and said, you need to find me a yeah. certain number of votes. He said, I didn't ask anyone to find me anything. It's like, it's there. There's it, it, there's a transcript. I believe there's a recording of you saying exactly that. But yeah. he knows that if he just completely lies, his psychophants will immediately determine that any bit of news which contradicts what he said is is fake news, is a lie, is trying to bring the guy down, as opposed to it's fact. How liberating must it be to not be uh, encumbered by any sense of conscience? Okay, but does he seem liberated? No, he seems angry all the time. Yeah, like that's the thing. Does Does he seem like a together person or he he seems first of all he seems like a six-year-old pouting when he's not an eight-year-old having a tantrum but you know we we go like wouldn't it be nice if you could do that but clearly it's not you know clearly he's not a happy person he's constantly like imagine i don't know what's worse him just lying through his teeth and knowingly lying or am actually believing that he is persecuted because um, think about it could yeah, you imagine every, every thinking everyone's out to get you all of the time like the number of times that guy says witch hunt all right here's on the a thing. regular basis if you go through life screwing people left right and center yeah, it's actually logical to assume that people are out to get you because you have got them. You have screwed people and they're waiting for the opportunity to, to repay the favor. But he, this is a guy who is a billionaire who got to be a billionaire because his well, father I'm not gave sure him. not sure about that. Well, he may be a, just a billionaire. He's certainly not a multi-billionaire. Um, mm -hmm. But his father gave him millions of dollars. Um, this is a guy who uh, is so wealthy that... He doesn't feel that he that all this other stuff is for the little people. And so he does feel that like he's went, gone through his whole life where people have said, oh, yes, Mr. Trump. Oh, yes, that's great, Mr. Trump. Like yep. just kissed his butt. And so now he goes out into the public and the rest of the public isn't swayed by they don't they don't work for him. So they yeah. don't have to kiss his butt. And he, he makes up nonsense that, that he says. And instead of everybody agreeing with him, people are saying that's not true. And all of a sudden, he's being held to a standard he's never been held to before, which is, are you telling the truth or are you lying? No wonder he feels victimized. Yeah. Well, but is that victimization or is that the rules he created for his own behavior? Well, it's not victimization no matter which way you look. It's not true victimization. It's from his point of view. Why is the world all of a sudden different? Well, the world isn't. And see, this is the thing. I, I, I have some clients who are really hyper vigilant because of you know traumatic stuff in their past, and they 
are constantly on guard for people, you know, and nobody, nobody likes being falsely accused of things to put it lightly. Nobody yep. likes it. It's, nope. it, it feels intensely unfair, Yep. but at some point you have to accept if you're in public at all, you know, if you leave the house, some people are going to do it. And the difference between people who handle it better and people who are jumping at shadows all the time, the difference seems to be how they view the world. Like the story, oh, this is everybody's out to get me, everybody got, or anybody who doesn't take my word for things when I know I'm telling the truth, they're just not my people. You get to choose, you know, which version you go with. And Trump at this point, you know, if, if he really thought he was being so persecuted, why not just go and live your filthy rich life and not do this anymore? Because he needs the adulation. He, it's like or, somebody once said about him, and there's other people like this, he doesn't need friends. He does need enemies. Enemies are what gets him up in the morning. Enemies are what's kept this morbidly obese man with a terrible diet and who's constantly stressed out alive. I think but, he's, but just I don't know. Too, he's just too aggrieved to die. I don't know if you saw the commentary after like the CNN stuff, the reaction. No, because I, I went to work for my radio show Midnight Till Five. I was really surprised that they were surprised. Like they seemed, all the commentators seemed sincerely stunned at what they had just seen. Like, you guys are on CNN. Why did that catch you yeah, up? Yeah, why did you expect this man, had, when he was running for president and was outrageous, people said, when he, if he wins, he'll start acting more presidential. He won, he didn't change at all. In fact, he got worse. Why yeah. do you think, if the highest office in the land didn't change his demeanor, why do you think his demeanor would change now if, him carrying on the way he's carried on has gained him a super loyal crowd that is willing to mail him in millions of dollars for his nonsensical de defenses. Um, why would you think this guy, even if the guy was nuts, if he was sane and he saw what behaving like that got him, why would he change that? Why? Why? Yeah, the, the whole thing is is strange uh the, the trump at this point i get the reactions to trump continue to confound me do you remember a movie with dan Aykroyd and eddie murphy called trading places yes so for those who don't remember first of all you should look for it a classic comedy basically dan Aykroyd played a rich guy and yeah. uh, eddie murphy was a street person and right. these two very wealthy white men decided to do a social experiment whereby they, uh, whether it was nature or nurture in somebody. So what they did was they uh, bankrupted yeah. the Dan Aykroyd rich character and put him out on the street and took in the Eddie Murphy homeless guy and gave him the lavish lifestyle the Dan Aykroyd character That's right. used to have. Yeah. Um, and it just showed... You know, it was is it nature or nurture? Is it environment? Like, but it was very funny. Can you imagine a guy like Trump walking around saying, 
I won the election. I was cheated. There was massive cheating. Um, I, I can de-glass, declassify documents by thinking about them. Imagine he's not a very rich man, but imagine didn't, he's didn't on the Mel street. Brooks, didn't Mel Brooks make a movie like that where he was a rich guy that ended up on the street and everybody thought he was crazy because he was still talking like a rich guy? I don't recall that. It's possible. It was called Life Stinks or something like that. Oh, I, mean, I, I never saw that movie. I, I went through a Mel Brooks phase where I just loved, even the bad Mel Brooks movies, I just loved them. The um, early Mel, Mel Brooks movies were absolute timeless classics. As time yeah. went on, less and less classic. Blazing um, Saddles win, but... Yeah, oh no, Young it, Frankenstein. And I'm just amusing myself now, thinking about Trump as a street person, walking up to people saying, I won the 2020 election, it was rigged. Um, and uh, I can declassify documents by thinking about them. Like if you take um, him out of yeah, his I'm, position I'm really of surprised. position I'm really of power and authority, yeah, yeah, if you take him out of that position, which grants him some level of, of credibility with some people, yeah. and you put him take just his comments and put him just a guy on the street, people will recognize he's crackers. It's like he got in front of television cameras and kept to some talking points, but just went bananas over others. I, I don't know why they thought he, they thought that that was a good idea to message. Because, well, I mean, a, a, the abortion, that, he was right when he said that that's what lost the Republicans the last election. That issue. And then he goes but on to highlight into it. it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, walking into it. And, and so what did his polling change did I, I don't know but that I mean let him keep talking because he's reminding people why he can never be put back in office again but I don't know why people are mad at CNN for a change CNN is actually being a news network doing that because they they didn't softball him it got very confrontational at times I know that he said poor, she was a nasty woman the host yeah, but that poor reporter then got dragged through the mud on social media because she started on Fox News. That woman, uh, that correspondent, had to know there was no winning in this particular case. You're going to host the town hall with Trump. You're going to disappoint the anti-Trump people, in other words, the sane people, and you're going to also piss off the people who are pro-Trump. There was, there was no winning there. That was a Sophie's Choice for those who remember that movie. Um, and you know what we haven't talked about yet? What? Goats, Leanna. Goats. goats. All right, for those goats. who want to know what we're talking about, other than the fact that goats are always amazing. Uh, am I wrong? Goats. Tell me I'm wrong. Goats. Um, wait, I'm trying to find the story now. I lost the story. How did I lose the story? About the goat calling. Yeah. About the goat calling 911? About the goat calling 911. Um, yeah, I, I have it up here somewhere. Uh, okay. Here oh, it here is. it is. Oklahoma okay, so, police rushed to respond to cries for help from a goat. That's right. In Enid, Oklahoma, um, police heard that there was uh, people were, were near uh, this farm and they heard the sound of cries in the distance, like cries of distress, cries of help. Uh, and uh, one of the police officers who was there said, that's a person. And they uh, they uh, went to, they followed the sounds 
and the story escalated. It sounded like human being a human being crying for help. And so these two police officers ran to help the person they thought was uh, maybe a person trapped under farm equipment or something. It wasn't a person trapped. What was it, Leanna? A goat. It was a goat. A really mad goat. <laughs> yeah, it, it, from a long distance, the cop says that a goat can sound like a person. Oh, they, they do. They do. If you ever look up goat screaming YouTube videos, they can sound like people. Um, the uh, Apparently, and this is the story, uh, the farmer, uh, of, the owner of the, this goat, had two goats, two yep. male goats in the barn. Yep. And he took one of the goats out and out of the barn, and that goat wasn't happy. So yep. he was registering. He just started wailing. Yeah, he was mad, and he was letting people know he was mad, and two cops came racing. Now, if I'm living in Enid, Oklahoma, this is a good story. Because yeah. it tells me that there's no other crime going on in Enid, Oklahoma, that they have time for two cops to run to uh, listen to an angry goat. But it also shows how stories can change, right? Because I said, oh, goat called 911 off the top. No, it didn't. It was just wailing and the cops heard it. So I don't want a Joe Rogan. I want to correct myself on that one. Um, I love goats. I don't know why. I Maybe it's their attitude. I love goats, too. Goats yeah, are I like, love goats. they're like barnyard cats as far as their attitudes. Yep. You know, I it's love like, goats. don't they're piss me off. Don't mistreat me. I will let you know if that there's a problem. Yeah, um, but I mean, if you if you haven't heard a goat scream like that, it's wild. Oh yeah, listen. Go to like Leanna said. Go to YouTube. Listen for goats screaming. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. It's a wild sound. Um, and uh, some another wild story in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, you hear a lot about garbage being discarded. Uh, in various places, sides of the road in New Jersey. Never know mm -hmm. if those are true stories or just apocryphal. Uh, right. You ever been to New Jersey, Leanna? Uh, briefly once, I think. Was that one of your uh, young dance contests? Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if it was there. So, I mean, New Jersey is actually pretty far away from here compared to, say, Detroit. You know, the, the Detroit area. We used to go to Livonia all the time. Maybe I've just seen too many Kevin Smith movies. That's possible. Yeah. Um, but this wasn't in Red Hook. It was in Old Bridge. Uh, and somebody put uh, left an estimated 500 pounds of pasta by the side of a road near a stream. Okay. 500, for those who are in metric, 225 kilograms, 500 pounds of pasta, which initially they think was dry pasta, and then the rain happened. <laughs> And how warm uh, was it? I don't I, I don't know. But the picture I'm looking at, uh, clearly the pasta got wet because it looks like Boris, Boris Johnson's haircut. <laughs> um, and uh, they're they're not clear. They're trying to track down who had 500 pounds of pasta to just jettison like that. I mean, so many questions here. There's so many so questions. many questions. It's like not only. Not only, only why did they choose to dump it where they did, but why are you why do you have 500 pounds of excess dry pasta? That's a lot of dry pasta. That's a lot of dry pasta. I mean, if you've used pasta before, you know, it's very, very light. It's very light. 500 That's... pounds is 
I don't know. It's, it's like Wait, a is house that, full. Is that pasta, the 500 pounds pasta dry or after it got wet? Um, they say that it was, uh, they say it was uh, apparently raw when it was dumped. Okay, but if it's raw, it's not necessarily dry. Oh, they said that uh, subsequent heavy rain softened the food and made the mounds look like they had been cooked. Oh, okay. So softens because you can get the fresh pasta, right? That's a little noodly. Why would you pay for five hundred pounds of fresh pasta just to drop it there? Because it's delicious, and someone's got a kink. Um, I uh, I'm uh, labeling this story Chef Boyard Dump. <laughs> That's catchy. Chef Boyard Dump. That's catchy. Which is also what happens. When you have too much alpha getty. I don't remember the last time I ate alpha getty. It's funny. No one can remember the last time they had it, but they know they've had it. I've had Chef Boy. I've had the Chef Boy OD ravioli more recently than alpha getty. Well, listen, if the world keeps going the way it's going, time to start stockpiling your uh, ravioli and alpha getty because... Uh, you'll be eating that in the survival shelter or two or 500 or 230 um, feet under the ground with this crazy lady in Spain. Okay. Can um, I just not get there? Let's not get to that point. Let's, I, let's turn it around. I would like that too, because mm-hmm. um, what if you don't have a can opener? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird stories. There's one story. I don't even know how to begin to tell this story. Um, it's a woman in Arkansas who was selling. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out this story. I think my brain kind of broke. She worked for a crematorium. Mm-hmm. And instead of cremating the whole body, she would take body parts and sell them <laughs> via Facebook. Yeah, um, like, it's weird. <laughs> I've I've bought some um, I bought some old shelving units from uh, Facebook. Never a spleen. Um, the, the, what, the, what is happening in this story? She sold parts uh, from medical school cadavers uh, and sold them through Facebook for eleven thousand dollars. Okay, they were medical school cadavers. Yes, that's what it appears to be. Okay, in that the, makes it a little less weird, and I don't know why. There was a fa- private Facebook group called Oddities, which bills itself, it's a 380 members, bills itself as a safe way to shop. Um, oh the woman wrote on the page, I follow your page and your work and love it. Just out of curiosity, would you know anyone in the market for a fully intact embalmed brain? <laughs> fully intact embalmed brain. Uh, she sent pictures of two brains and a heart. Uh, and um, can you imagine how that, that photo shoot, like trying to arrange it like a foodie would? The two that's, brains and the heart. Uh, you don't need to make stuff up. Just just see real life. So a guy offered 1200 bucks via PayPal. And she really, shipped, yeah, she shipped the three organs to him in Pennsylvania. Uh, and over the next nine months, she uh, sold and shipped the man an ear, an arm, lungs, livers, kidneys, hands, breasts, 
penises, fetuses, skin, skulls, and one whole human head. In the mail, Leanna. That's illegal, isn't it? Yes, it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who got the stuff was charged with uh, four criminal counts of receiving stolen property, uh, including intending to participate in unlawful activity and abusing a corpse. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is... Wow. This is the world we live in. Uh, here's the yeah. question, okay? I get the motive of the woman who sold the stuff. Okay. I'm trying to understand what need this man had for an ear and arm, lungs, livers, kidneys, hands, breasts, penises, fetuses, skin, skulls, and one whole human head. Is he trying to build a, 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 his own Frankenstein's monster? Or is it like, you know, sometimes for those of you who buy superhero toys, like sometimes they will, there'll be one giant toy, but they will sell parts. Uh, like you'll get a leg with one figure and a torso with another figure. And if you buy enough figures, you'll get all the pieces you can put together this, this new figure. I mean, is, is that what this guy's doing, but with meat? I don't know. Although, uh, you know, if it wasn't a medical cadaver, I'd be like, what kind of weird, but they're embalmed. So listen, uh, going back to young Frankenstein, did he get it from Abby? Abby normal? Yeah. Um, There's all just, right. I, I could make jokes, but yeah. So Leanna, these are people, Leanna, walking around the world with us. I know. They you may pass them in line at a supermarket. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you may exchange pleasantries with them. You'll yep. never know that they are either selling body parts or buying body parts. This I, I want to leave people with that encouraging thought. Oh, this is what we're leaving with? Yes, this is the this is what they're out there. I guess it's less horrifying than talking about Trump. I guess so. Um though my the high point today for me was the goats. Um the, the goats are the goats are a high point in the world. I love goats. More people should be like goats. That's right. Um, Liana can be heard on her uh, It's Not Therapy podcast on all podcast platforms, as well as on the uh, SiriusXM podcast platform. Uh, it is uh, practical solutions to ongoing challenges you may be facing, uh, mental health challenges, stresses, anxieties, covers them all with uh, frank honesty, but humanity and humor. So check it out. It's not therapy. Listen to me if uh, you're up after midnight Eastern time uh, on 94.9 The Rock in Toronto, or uh, if you're somewhere else after 12 Eastern time, therock.fm for the all night show. And uh, that's it. Then it's time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>